This is Mo and McGee on Fantasy. Welcome in, folks. This is Mo and McGee on Fantasy. We're going to bring you the primer episode this week, Kevin, where I don't want to I don't want to get to it before we get to it, but um, I think people might want to turn into the tune in to the write that down segment. Yeah, a little bit of a heater. We'll get there. Let's start with flexible flex plays. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I went with Darius Slayton as my first flexible flex play. New York Giants. Um, he's been over 11.4 fantasy points in four of the last five games. Now, if you go look at his catch totals, you're seeing some threes, some fours, and a five in there. The good thing, playing the Lions, though. Got the Lions this week, allow the most deep passing yards, allow the most deep touchdowns in the league. In what I, I can't decide if I think this is going to be a shootout or not. The Giants are not usually a shootout team, but the Lions can score. They have everyone seemingly healthy at this point. So hoping for a shootout. I think I'm going to start Darius Slayton, actually. I got bit by the Cooper Cup injury bug, um, so I'm scrounging for receivers. I think I'm going to start Darius Slayton this weekend, so I'm using my own advice. Yeah, play. And I think you got to play your matchups with Darius Slayton. Um, good matchup against Detroit. And if if you're looking at your fantasy matchup and you need safe points, he's maybe not the guy to go with. But if uh, – you could really use a nice big day from your flex spot. Shoot for the sky. Jarius Slayton's your guy. Um, yeah. The, my second guy I would not have recommended to you this morning. But now that the Buffalo-Cleveland uh, game got moved to Detroit, so it's going to be on Ford Field on the fast turf of Ford Field, I'm going to take Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, he's actually... You know, speaking of Darius Slayton having over 11.4 fancy points, uh, four of his last five, Peoples Jones is right there with him, but he's five of his last six. Um, seems like he's catches catches about four or five balls a game. Actually, hasn't gotten into the end zone this year yet, Kevin. I'm going to call my shot. This is a this is a write this down before write this down. <laughs> Anytime touchdown scorer Donovan Peoples Jones this weekend, I think. The Buffalo Bills are coming off a game, the game of the year. They got kind of their hearts ripped out. They're Now they have to go to Ford Field. They get to play indoors. The Bills are definitely going to rack up some points. Let's see if Cleveland can kind of try to uh, get in a track meet with them as well. Um, so I'm going to start Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's been super consistent this year. Yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I actually like, is also kind of a a longer-term roster option. Um, here come week 13, 14, you're going to have Deshaun Watson come back. I still don't know if Stefanski is going to pivot to an air-it-out type offense, but uh, you're certainly going to pick up some accuracy um, as long as the rust isn't too thick there on Deshaun Watson. Um, hopefully that gets rubbed off pretty quickly. Yeah, I was yeah. super surprised I got on ESPN today, and he's – uh, only rostered in 33.5% of ESPN leagues. Um, I know that's kind of, I don't love that roster tool because, I mean, there's people out, there's probably a thousand or so leagues that have four people, and he's definitely not going to be rostered in those. But, 
you know, if he's out there, he, yeah, like you said, I think he's a good, if you need wide receiver help, there's going to be buys coming up. He's a good person to, to put in your flex. On my yourself, flexible Kevin? flex plays, yeah, on, on mine, I'm going to start with LaVisca Chenault. Um, Carolina's going to be facing Baltimore. Baltimore should have Mark Andrews back um, and should have Gus Edwards back. Should be moving the ball a, a little bit better than they have in the past. Expect Carolina to be trailing quite a bit. Um, and with that improved Ravens defense, I'm not sure that uh, they're going to be able to run the ball the against Roquan Smith and company as much as they've been able to run against your Falcons or other teams that they've been playing recently. So uh, they've been getting LaVisca Chenault involved creatively in the offense with a bunch of swing passes. uh, And he's proven already twice this year that he can take a a deep one to the house. Yeah. So I was going to say, you know, our flexible flex play is similar to Darius Slayton. You're, these are not guys that you are happy to start week in, week out. These are guys that you might be in a in a pinch due to some buys. I know um, if you are heavily invested in the Dolphins, you don't have Tyree Kill or Jalen Waddle this week. Um, I mentioned Cooper Cup earlier. He goes down. If you're in a tight spot at wide receiver, you know, there's worse guys to have than a person that any touch they get could be housed. Um, you know, like you said, he only gets four or five touches a game, but against Baltimore, a team that can score, I, I, I like that one a lot. Yeah, we're not expecting you to play LaVisca Chanel over Devonta Smith, but if you're listening to Flexible Flex Plays, we're assuming that you're going to have to, you missed out on the waiver wire during the week, and you're going to have to go out um, and scoop somebody that's readily available, and LaVisca definitely fits that bill. Another guy that probably fits that bill, depending on your league, uh, Nico Collins. So maybe the safest out of the four guys that we talked about um, 10 targets last week against the giants now goes and faces uh, a very beatable Washington uh, secondary look for Washington to roll coverage a little bit more over to Brandon cooks as teams have been the last uh, couple weeks. I like Nico Collins to be able to find the end zone like he did last week. Yeah. Um, you know, I I got burned on Nico Collins earlier this year doing a flex play. Seems like he's been kind of picking it up uh, of late. I don't know what to think about the Texans. Um, they they seem like they sometimes have a pulse and then other times they just look like they're dead. Um, but you mentioned it, Nico Collins coming off a big game, touchdown against the Giants. Another NFC East team, Washington. Um, yeah, I think he gets it done. Awesome. Man. There, there's your flexible flex plays. LaVisca Chenault, Nico Collins, Darius Layton, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Let's get it going on question time. What do you have for me, Logan? Yeah, so as we're getting to the end of the season, got you know, not the end of the football season, but the end of the fantasy season, getting into playoff mode, um, Tyree Kill. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, who are you forecasting is going to be the number one wide receiver off the board next year? I'm, I'm going to say Justin Jefferson. Um, and the reason for that is I have a tough time seeing his situation change that much than, from this year when he's been absolutely electric. Cooper Cup, 
obviously on IR with the ankle injury. That's back-to-back weeks where that ankle has acted up, and there has been some concern. Tyreek Hill always is going to have Jalen Waddle sitting there across from him. Um, he's a little bit removed from his injury history, but it has had some of those soft tissues injuries pop up in the past. Another year older, could see some of that come back. Um, I, I usually expect fantasy analysts to lean in the younger guy, and Justin Jefferson is the youngest guy out of these guys, and uh, you know, still a very electric player that should be safe, uh, but also very high ceiling. Yeah, I, I guess my follow up to that is. Let's say Jamar Chase comes back healthy uh, and, you know, goes on a little bit of a tear. Do you think he jumps Cup, Hill, even Jefferson? Or does he does he kind of nestle in behind those guys, in between them? I mean, uh, Jamar Chase had a huge end of the year last year, and we still, you know, saw him go as the third wide receiver off the board. I think it would take a preseason injury to T. Higgins to really, you know, shoot him up to the top of the list. Uh, just when you have two guys there that it could get spread around, people tend to say that there's some risk there, even though a lot of times there isn't that much and pivot away from him. Uh, so I, I just don't see Jamar Chase as barring injury being the consensus uh, wide receiver one. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, you know, fortunately for Justin Jefferson, uh, he's going to get paid an ass load of money this off season. So the Vikings can't <laughs> afford another receiver to bring in. Um, Oops. Yeah, whoops. Um, all right, Kevin, what do you got for me? Uh, so a lot of trade deadlines hitting this week, uh, which, you know, I have my opinion that there shouldn't be any trade fantasy football trade deadlines until the playoffs, but that's just my take. Okay, that's a spicy Re- hot take, Kevin. R- regardless, what is one player you should be targeting at the fantasy football trade deadline this year? I'm going to I'm gonna cheat, Kevin. Oh, uh, no. No cheating. I know. I know. I know that's not allowed, but I'm going to pick two players. Um, I'm going to go with the Jets backfield. Um, James Robinson, Michael Carter. If you can get to the playoffs and, and you have one of these guys, listen to this playoff schedule, Kevin. Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle. That is pretty soft running that's right there, Kevin. solid. That's pretty soft running. Um, And so if you they're going to be the problem is it's going to be around a 50 50 split, probably 60 40 Michael Carter. But Jets have been good this year. They've proven that they can support two running backs. And I, I think. Let's say they get to these end of the game, these end season games and they are in a playoff position, bottom of the AFC. They're fighting for it. What are they going to do? They're going to try to ground and pound these these bad teams into submission. Mm-hmm. Seattle, I mean, Seattle's probably going to be fighting for a playoff spot as well. But um, you know, you don't you don't want them probably this week against New England. Chicago's a decent run matchup. Minnesota's pretty good. Buffalo bad matchup, of course. But then you have that soft playoff schedule, and really, that's my number one trade deadline advice is. You know, you can be in one of two ways. So you can look at it and say, all right, I need help right now to make the playoffs. Or if you're in a position to take advantage of those teams, maybe take a guy like the take a couple guys like Michael Carter, James Robinson, who have a tougher schedule these next couple weeks and then can be really useful in the playoffs. 
Yeah, and point that out to the opposing manager and say, New England totally shut down Michael Carter last time they fa- they faced off. Another couple tough run defenses here coming up. You need wins. Let me let me do a swap with you now, um, and uh, I'll, I'll gladly take him off your hands. Uh, yeah. My take here is uh, I, I really like trading for rookies late in the season. A lot of people hold on to these rookies throughout the season, become a little bit disappointed and you know low production early on. But we always see as that season pro- progresses, very often these these rookie right, running backs and wide receivers get more and more um, pull at the end of the season. Uh, teams want to see what they have. One name that comes to mind, Rashad White, um, especially with the Leonard Fournette injury, especially with him entering a bye this week, uh, you, you you could be able to scoop him up at a pretty reasonable price. And there's the upside that he just outright takes the job from Leonard Fournette uh, post-bye. Yeah, I mean, if you can – the problem with Rashad White is if you could have tried to get a trade done last week, you could have got him for cheap. Better. Yeah. Um, now it's going to cost you a pretty penny. Um, but yeah, he, uh, that's probably the surprise of the week weekend for me was how good he looked. Um, and how much he got the ball. yards on the ground solid. And he just looked, looked better than Leonard Fournette. I know he, uh, Lenny was kind of banged up, but this is, you would, I think you kind of mentioned this, you know, a few times that, that he was coming on a little bit, little bit every week, and kind of this was the culmination of that. I don't think he, they can put the genie back in the bottle now. Oh, that's past. Um, yeah, one other guy uh, I want to shout out due to the Mikkel Hardman news that came out today. If you can catch someone sleeping, get Kadarius Tony. Um, be a nice little trade trade pickup, uh, or if he's out there in your league as well. Yeah, odds are if he's on somebody's team. They they hold him in such high regard that you're never going to get him. But if if you can get him, go get him. Um, all right, Kevin, I got another kind of future next year question for you. Um, who's a college player you're already getting excited about? I took out Bijan Robinson because yes, we're all excited about Bijan Robinson. Who's who's another college player that's been uh, you know catching your eye this season and you're, you're excited to draft? So I'm going to cheat a little bit here, too, and I'm going to go to somebody that's not eligible for this year's draft and say Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, I think he will be the dynasty wide receiver one in that class, could be the dynasty 101 uh, in rookie drafts uh, come the 2024 draft. Uh, he looks special. He's huge, uh, freak athlete, Hall of Fame bloodline. Uh, where can it go wrong? I'm not sure. And if you'd say, Kevin, that's cheating – Go with somebody this year. I'm going to go with somebody else that's just a, a freak athlete. Maybe some more production concerns, but uh, Quentin Johnston out of TCU, 6'4", 215, can play with speed and strength. Um, hasn't really put up huge numbers, uh, but I think some of that has to do with the offense. Uh, he just seems like one of those elite NFL bodies, A.J. Brown, um, D.K. Metcalf, that could step in and just be a special player just from his physical prowess. Yeah, I like those. Um, you know, a guy that that I'm excited about, and I and I actually love that you mentioned Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, 
Kevin, who was going to be the number one receiver taken off the board before this year, before the college year, plays for the same oh. team? Yeah, Jackson Smith and Najigba. Yeah, no one's talking about him now, Kevin. Had the injury. Um, this seems, you know, I'm trying to think of the name of the very similar, um, just kind of banged up his senior year. Jamar Chase, um, who's was just kind of banged up, wasn't. <laughs> wasn't really special his 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 senior year or sorry uh junior year um Ijigba's another one of those guys yeah um just just took it off yeah um didn't get to see him play um this is a little different he's been injured but you know in Jigba I'm excited he's huge he's fast um we saw in that Rose Bowl that he can dominate a game so I'm hoping He's just a forgotten name out there, but he'll yep. get drafted in the top 10 and then that's over with. And while we're doing JSN comparisons, I, I would really liken it to uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Uh, Garrett Wilson looks solid, but Chris Olave, I, I, I was soured a little bit by, by seeing Garrett Wilson being the man. Uh, but right now it looks like Chris Olave is everything that we thought he could be the year bef- the year before he was drafted. So could be similar story there. Yeah, sounds like uh, Ohio State's just really fucking good. Yeah, it seems to be a theme. <laughs> All right, Kevin, you got right. one more for me. Yeah, I had to, had to see where you go with uh, an NFL question here. Had to let you talk about the Vikes, especially coming off the big win. What's the percent chance that the Vikings get a bye, that they are able to overtake Philly? Yeah, so... Uh, Eagles have some tough games. Um, you know, they, they're going to play all their division games again. They got two games against the Giants. So I'm going to say they split against the Giants. So that's another loss. And they got Titans, Cowboys, Packers. Um, I'm going to say they drop one of those. So they're going to end 14-3. and three. You go to... You go to, the, you know, the little Minnesota Vikings have a little bit of a softer schedule. Next three games are going to be it. You got Cowboys this week, Thanksgiving Day against the Patriots, and then the Jets. But listen to this, Kevin. Uh, Five of the next six at home. And the other game in that group is the the Lions. So you got six dome dome games in a row. You you expect to win most of your home games. Uh, I, I'm guessing they probably drop one here. Cowboys, Patriots, Jets, you know, Bill Belichick, short week. I, I don't love that game. Um, it's prime time also. So got that little added gimme in there. Um, and then I, I think they probably drop Lambo end of the season. We just don't usually win that game. So I think they'll end up tied. Uh, and they won't get the bye, unfortunately. But it's gonna be—they're gonna be tied with Philly at the end. Just uh, didn't didn't catch Philly at the right time for the Vikes. You never. What's the percent chance that they get it though? Throw it out there. Thirty percent. Thirty percent. One thing that I think could help the Vikings get that bye spot is if the. Eagles somehow managed to not even win their division. So you mentioned that they have a bunch of divisional games coming up, two of those games against the Giants, and then the Giants play the Vikings. So Vikings could potentially get that tiebreaker over the Giants if uh, they end up with the same record there at the end. Now, do I think the Giants are 
even close to the same level as the Eagles, no. But divisional games, Brian Dabble, you never know. Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at the playoff picture this weekend. The NFC playoff picture right now doesn't scare you because it's like Seahawks, Giants. And I mean, the, the problem is going to be you. I don't think you want the two seed because you're probably going to go against like a Niners team or a Bucks team that you absolutely don't want to see in the playoffs. Um, so the number one seed is very important. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I didn't even think about the Giants catching the Eagles. I, I don't I don't know, Kevin. I don't know what to think about the Eagles. They looked pretty bad. It, it seems like they had been kind of winning off first halves alone, and then they played a bunch of, like, second halves where they would lose, but they had built up enough equity in the first half. They haven't played a grinded-out game until last week, and they lost it. So, you know, we mentioned they still got a lot more division games left here. Does that turn into three, four more losses. If it does, then Vikes are in good spot. Yeah. The red, uh, the Washington uh, commanders, <laughs> sorry. Oops. Uh, I, th- I think put the recipe out there for how, how to beat the Eagles. If you can close that pocket from the side and prevent uh, from the sides and prevent Jalen Hurts from just, you know, rushing out of the pocket up the middle. Um, very beatable. He, I, I don't think he, he looks like he's going to throw from close pockets very much. And if, as long as you can contain him, keep him from busting one out, uh, it looks like a much more beatable team than it did a week ago. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, uh, like I said, Packers, Titans, Giants, Cowboys, Saints, Giants to close out. That's not, it doesn't sound like, you know, before the season, if I would have told you that's how they close, you'd be, oh, very easy. Right now, the Giants look like, you know, a split at the most. All right, well, Kevin, let's let's talk about it. We're right here to write that down. Last time we did this segment, Kevin, you picked Falcons plus three and a half Chargers win. I picked Lions plus three and a half versus Packers win. You picked Ravens Saints under 49 win. I picked Miami Chicago over 44 win. Kevin, we went four for four. Look out, folks. We're going to keep it rolling here. Have one for you that is active right now, happening as we speak. So hopefully you get uh, the special edition uh, access to the early podcast release. So, uh, $70 a month. Just put that out and we'll, we'll send you the podcast early. <laughs> you can come uh, in and listen to it as, as we record. <laughs> uh, I have Titans plus three against the Packers. Uh, last I checked, Packers trailed by one. So that's looking pretty good so far. Yeah. Um, Packers, I, everyone's just like waiting on the Packers to show up. They did win a big game against the Cowboys, but yeah, I, I, the Titans, this seems to be the time of the year where the Titans start ground and pounding and they kind of get into playoff form. Um, so I'm with you there. I, I like that plus three. They've been bad in most aspects of the game and still getting wins. I love that in, in a team that I'm betting for. Yeah, I mean, they were playing Malik Willis, who's clearly not ready and still being competitive. So it's a good sign. Um, I'm going to go with another plus three here, Kevin. Chicago plus three at Atlanta. I don't know how Chicago is a plus three dog in this game. I know 
Um, you know, they sold off half their good defensive players, but the offense just seems like it's clicking on a different level right now. And, you know, in the Dome, Atlanta, this game's going to be close. I, I think the plus three, given Chicago plus three, is I, I would maybe even try to buy the half point, too, if you can get plus three and a half. Bears seem like they're keeping things close, and then they try to find ways to lose at the end to improve draft positioning. It's the way to go. Wish Carolina could adopt that. Um, the next one I have here, uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit and say just go place a bet on Browns versus Bills. Um, reason for that being, this game opens up at 46 and a half. Weather forecasts come in, lake lake effect, expect one to three feet of snow. That line gets bid all the way down to 41 and a half. Now that game has gotten moved to Detroit and it's back up to 48 and a half. There is money all over the place. Before you even consider alternate spreads, there is money scattered all around. Vegas is going to take their shot and try to put somewhere in the middle of the money. Go and make a pick that you feel like uh, is going to hit because Vegas is going to take a conservative approach here. If you like the over, take the over. If you like the under, take the under. I like the over, especially if you can go out to, last I checked, FanDuel had it still at 42, and all the, a lot of other sports books have it at 48 and a half. I would go to, you know, shop around. If you have to download another app, you have to download another app. <laughs> I think I got go 20 get a good line. on my phone, so... Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting one, Kevin. This is one of those where I learned from my early season betting self, where it's like, you know, no matter what it's set at. So, like, if it's 42 or 41, if you can get that, you're going to hammer over. But if it's at 48 and a half, that's one of those where it's like, you're you're like, oh, the Bills are going to score a shitload of points. The Bills just have to chip in a little bit. And I don't feel... It's one of those where it's like, ah, this game could be a little closer or Bills just, you know, shut down the Browns completely. Um, So if you can get it, 48 and a half, I like the under. Obviously, hammer time if it's anything under that. that. Um, I went Raiders money line versus the Broncos. Last I checked, the the I think the Broncos are two and a half point favorites. and this is another one where I'm just scratching my head and is Vegas playing a trick on me. I know the Raiders are bad. The Broncos are inept at, at, at football. Um, this game is in mile high. So, you know, Broncos get the, get the home points. I, I like the Raiders. They're kind of in that like backs against the wall. People are saying Josh McDaniels, like, Derek Carr's crying out there. This this game just feels like Raiders division game. They get up off the mat. Broncos are terrible. Russell Wilson's like calling Seattle plays in the huddle. Um, the Broncos just don't don't feel like a team that should ever be favored this year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the money line here. Yeah, Raiders have had a lot of games where they get nice leads and just somehow manage to piss it away. They're a better team than the record states. I like this pick. All right, Kevin. It's usually not good if we we agree, but um, hey, last week four for four. So go go stick these in a parlay. 
Um, yeah, I wonder what that parlay that we would that we placed last last couple weeks would have hit. At. I mean, that would have been. Let me go check the bank account. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, folks, that's that's it for the primer. Good luck. Um, most trade deadlines are going to pass by the time uh, you might be hearing this, or if you do hear it a little early, go make those trades and uh, good luck. See ya.